What's going on, Love Quest Nation? Thank you for tuning in to the Love Quest Podcast. Get your Bibles ready, get your notebook, get your coffee, get some water, whatever you need to do, and get ready to receive. The time is right now. Let's go! Not a victim. So I take my power back today. I take my joy back today. I take my courage back today. I take my strength back today. I take my happiness back today. I take my sanity back today. I take my family back today. Come on. Thank you for it. Jesus name. Amen. Look to your neighbor and say, if you came to sit next to a boring person, a quiet person, or a dead person, I am none of those. So you have a chance to move right now. If not, shut up. Oh, you said it, you said it. You said it. Now look back at him and say, don't talk to me like that. Amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. Can we make some noise for our first time attendees, please? All right. Bear with me and my voice today. Y'all see, y'all see my bear with me. My Barry White. Um, uh, I am believing for not necessarily clarity in my voice, but strength in my voice. I got some, uh, what's that? Chinese uh, syrup. What's that called? Huh? Peipakwa. Peipakwa. Peipakwa, that's the good stuff right there. Amen. Right? Peipakwa. And then what's the... Is it Indian? Pakistani? What is it called? So I got... Huh? Peipakwa. Peipakwa. You Peipakwa. What's the... I believe you. All right, I believe you. Peipakwa. Peipakwa. And then... No, just the first part. Johar. 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 No, shh. Johar. Joshanda. Johar. Joshanda. Johar. Joshanda. Yeah. Yeah, so one is a tea, one is a syrup. Then I got some Surrey water in here. <laughs> I got all nations in this cup. And I got some prayer. Amen. Man. Lord, please use this vessel. Um, I thank you, Father, that despite not being 100%, I can always give 100%. So I thank you for strength in these vocal cords. 
um, I thank you for restoring these vocal cords. But more than anything, Lord, just give me enough ability so that we can hear what we need to hear today to be better, to be courageous, to not walk. It is not your will that man walk in this time ignorant. We choose ignorance, but today we will choose wisdom and we will choose your word for your word shines on into darkness. And the darkness cannot stop it from shining. So no matter how dark this world is and is getting and is going to get, you have put something in us and on us to where we can thrive in the darkest times. So give us ears to hear today, eyes to see, and a heart that is willing. I declare, Father, just a few more people will leave here with their confusion left at the altar. And we choose to pick up clarity today. We choose to stop making life harder than what it really is. May we trade our confusion for your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm gonna share a few things that just quickened in my spirit just now. We had a leadership meeting yesterday. Say leadership. Okay, so your leaders at this church is not um, a little less, a little less. I don't wanna compete, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, your leaders are not running on empty at this church. Okay, um, the Lord, here, there's a couple things. I'm going to go back a couple weeks and I'm going to go today, uh, yesterday. So some of your frustration has been because God is killing, killing, killing. Say killing. killing. Who you thought you were going to be. So a part of your wrestle is you're trying to hold on to something God is trying to kill. You thought you was going to be this. You thought you was going to be that. You thought you was going to be a rapper. You thought you was going to be married by now. You thought you was going to be a millionaire by now. You thought you was going to be, or you thought it was going to happen this way. You thought it was going to happen faster. You thought, and God is saying, I'm trying to kill all that because I created you to be something and you are so far off track of who you've been created to be. I got to let you die in this season. And it is a struggle when you're trying to stop yourself from dying. But it's even more of a struggle when you're trying to stop yourself from dying by abandoning who you really are. And some of you have allowed friends and lights and cameras and Instagram and uh, women and men and fashion and money to pad your identity and so what you have done is you've married ideas and when those ideas shift you're depressed you married a man or you married a woman they became your savior you married money you married 
And when they left you or when they broke you or when they turned out to be something you, you didn't expect, now your world and life is interrupted. So you're finding it hard to live through heartache, but who told you to marry something that couldn't save you? So when you're anchored in forever changing things, places, and people, you can promise today, write it in your journal, I will always be disappointed putting my hope in people, per people, places, and things. My wife didn't save me, so I cannot put my hope in her. Are you ready for this? I have hope for her, and I have hope with her, but my hope is not in her. She, my, my joy is not in her. She brings me joy, but she's not my source of joy. And if she's not connected to the source of joy, she can't bring me joy. Right? Here's a hard thing for you. And this is what I had to learn. Stop today. Stop allowing people to make you their savior. Train people to depend on God. Not you. Because you will disappoint them. Amen. So then yesterday, I tell the team again, but in a different way. The Lord is uh, not giving you what you desire. For those that don't know the scriptures, scripture says, delight in me, I'll give you the desires of your heart. Seek me first, I'll give you all these things, they'll be added unto you. And yeah. So the point is, is the Lord says, I'm not giving you what you desire. I am giving you what to desire. So he says, we're in a season where I am giving desire transplants. He says, some of your people's frustration has come because their desires have expired. You're still desiring things that once you get them, you'll find out they don't even satisfy you. So the Lord has got you in a season where he is trying to shift what you desire. Think of how many old things. I don't care how much you like that peach cobbler in the refrigerator. How many people ever went and got something to eat? You found you was like singing to the refrigerator or to the cabinet. You even did stuff before you got it, like I'm gonna take a shower, I'm about to get dressed, and I'm about to sit down and I'm about to eat this. And then you get there and you see mold on it. 
right? You go, you, you make a pot of coffee. You pour it in the cup. You go to the fridge, grab the milk. You open it and it's spoiled. Okay, okay. So this is, this, this is the thing. There's things you're desiring and by the grace of God, he's delaying you get into the fridge only to find out what you've desired has went bad. And because he loves you, he doesn't want his child to be disappointed because you're going to be underwhelmed by what you've been waiting for for so long. You want that husband. You want that wife. You want somebody to come and just rock your world. And then when they rock your world, you're going to be like, that's it. Wow. I've been waiting all this time for that. (laughs) And the Lord is trying to prioritize and reprioritize because what we're going to talk about today, man, I am here to tell every last one of you something I didn't have revelation on, something that I didn't know. Um, We are in some very dark days. And I know everybody has their options and their opinions and all their religions and things that they believe. I get it. But I challenge every religion in here that is not following Jesus. Did your God die for your sins? I ask everything that you try and from horoscopes to rocks to to Hinduism to Buddhism, you get what I'm saying? Um, Muslim, all these these different things, witchcraft, whatever you want to try. I want to ask you, amongst all the good principles, amongst all the good nuggets you find, the fortune cookies you eat, whatever it is, I'm asking you, can you identify who handled the sin problem? And my my question is, what are you going to do when you die? Because there's life after death. And if you think you're just going to go float somewhere in the sky, you have been misled. If you think that our God would create something so intricate and so detailed, but when you die, all those details leave. We go from existing and feeling and having humor and jokes and all these feelings and being able to create phones and iPads and airplanes, all of that create, we just gonna float. There's no destination, we just gonna end up somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, we, we, we got a place after this and you can go back and listen to our kingdom series. But there is a plan for a new heaven and a new earth. It's going to happen. We're going to resurrect. And we're going to take on our, 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 our glorious bodies. And we're going to enter into a time where there's no more sickness, no more sorrow, no more pain. And that's just being with our Heavenly Father forever. Now you choose not that. 
then you choose. That's just such a high risk. I'm like, I'd much rather die and find out I've made the wrong choice. On this side, though. Like, if when I see Jesus, I don't think he's going to be like, man, they fooled you. And then there's going to be a worse place than what I bet it on. But what I'm saying is, what are you going to do? Some of you, are you just waiting till you get old and die? And like, what's your plan? What's important to you? What are you living for? Why did you get chosen to wake up today? Are you, you, you know, you know, you know, it was a time in my life where I thought I was, you know, you know, you hang out with cool people. You got a little money in your bank. You think you it. You got a few millions. You really think you're doing something. You ride. You get a ride in a Maserati. No, you ride in one. You ain't driving one. You ain't even got one. But your friend got one. You like feeling away because you know somebody that got a Maserati. You think you popping because you eat, you, you eat steak now? Like you can wear, you can buy $500 pair of shoes, $1,000 pair of shoes, a $250 dress shirt. Like you really, that makes you feel like, right? You get laid. A little shock, I just want to wake you up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You get laid and you think you're doing something. It's something to talk to the fellas for a second. You think because some girl gave you something that you manipulated. You did something with your little wah <laughs> I'm in somebody's business today. You really think you're doing something? You really think you're doing something? Like you didn't do nothing. You didn't, you didn't knock nothing out the park. Like when, you, like if if you just put on, if you put on a actually like real man's mind, you just laid someone's daughter. What kind of seed you really sowing? So if you really was a man, then you would respect my daughter, not layer. Man to man, you know what I'm saying? You're not no man. Right, because real men respect real men. I'm not going to take your daughter without taking her hand. And that's what we do at marriage, at weddings. We say, who gives this woman away? I get the father's permission. Now go up to any dad before you marry his daughter and be like, hey, can I lay your daughter? You probably wouldn't do that. And if he a real man, he gonna, he, you probably you better guard your face. Did we come to church to talk about this today? Absolutely. God loves you. Right? He sees you. So from this day forward, man, zip, zip, lock it up. Wait. Or take her hand. And, but you don't want to get married just to get some. That's lame. Amen. I'm preaching right now. Real good right now. It don't matter what street Jesus was born on if you out here bound. 
Like, I'm not here to exercise my theological, uh, I mean, right? Would you rather hear John 3.39 or get up out the bed? That's the scripture. Get out the bed and zip it up and stop disrespecting yourself. You nasty. That's the message version. Amen. Somebody like, every time I come to church, they keep saying the same thing. Well, amen. Should have listened the last time. All right. Jesus said, I love a God that run it back. Amen. Jesus said, watch out for doomsday. Deceivers. Many leaders are going to show up with forged identities claiming, I am Christ, I am the Messiah, I am the way you should go, I have the remedies, I have the answers. They will deceive a lot of people. When reports come in of wars, have you heard of any wars before? Right, reports of wars. Now, mind you, there was reports he was warning them way back then. Okay, so uh, when, when reports come in of wars and rumored wars, keep your head and don't panic. So he's telling the believer, you shouldn't be panicking. There's nothing you should be panicking about if you truly are a believer. This is routine history. This is no sign of the end. Nation will fight nation. Anybody hear about nations fighting nations? Ruler fight ruler over and over. Famines and earthquakes. Anybody hear about any famines in the world? Earthquakes will occur in various places. This is nothing compared to what is coming. So in other words, when you see all of this happening, he was telling you way back then, when you see all of this, there is nothing that does not compare to what's coming afterwards. So I'm here to tell you today, the world will not get better. I don't know how else to slice it. The world around you can get better. But the system of the world will never change. It has to be proven as a lesser kingdom. So when you're asking God to clean up the corruption in government, he says, I can't. It's the God of this world's system. Ephesians 6, rulers, principalities. The world is actually doing what it's supposed to do. The question is, where's the church? You forgot that we're a government. And we're on different principles. Like here's one the world runs on buying and selling. That's how it goes around. The kingdom is on sowing and reaping. The currency for the world is money. 
the currency for the kingdom of God is what? Faith. So, if I choose to live by faith and not by sight, you will see us side by side with someone that lives by money and mammon and material things and fillings. Watch our lives side by side. This person will increase possibly faster in monetary things, but be dying faster. You will see me may have a slower walk, but I will progressively get richer in every area. While you have a fat bank account, but a depressed soul, I may have a few dollars, but I will increase in joy, in peace, in patience, in kindness, in influence. And I will increase in every area. God's will is that we all be whole before we die. That's his will. That every part of his creation is whole. So, he say, don't panic. Say, don't panic. He goes to Acts 1. This is for some people in here who are concerned. I know we got some very deep spiritual people in here that are always concerned about end times. Let me help you with what Jesus says. Okay, who said it? For John the Baptist, you're you in water. John baptized you in water. But in a few days from now, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Every time. Say every time. time. Now, when we say every time, we don't really mean every time. We just are over-exaggerating emotional human beings. It's like you say always. I hate getting in arguments and somebody say, you always. No, I don't always. Five minutes ago, I didn't do that. Everybody, no, it's not everybody, it's just two people. Every time we go to this restaurant, you always order extra. No, not every time. This time, last time, maybe a few times, but how many times have you been here? 20 times. So three times I ordered peppercorn gravy. But not every time. But what happens is people have selective hearing, selective memory. But I believe when Jesus say every time, what does he mean? Every time. Every time they gather together, they ask Jesus. Remember in Matthew, he said, do not panic, do not worry. But every time the disciples gather with Jesus, he say, Lord, is it now the time? Is this when you coming back? Should we put a billboard up, Jesus? Should we get on the radio and say, in three months, Jesus is coming. Hurry up and get your stuff together. What does that look like to get your stuff together for Jesus? Do you pack bags? What do you do when Jesus is coming back? Like if, if one of those dates were really true, what would that look like? Do you, you go out and eat? Do you have a party? What do you do? You get a suit? How do you stand when Jesus is returning? Where do you go? Do you go to church and he gonna pick everybody up at church? What are we doing? The idea is no one knows. But what he does say is be ready. So if, you, if somebody call you right now, say, hey, I'm coming through in a little while. What time are you gonna be here? 
Oh no, be ready. You just hang up the phone. Okay, I'll see you in a little bit. You don't know, but what should you be doing? You should be getting ready. He says, here's his answer. For all the people on YouTube looking up last day stuff and dragons and all this stuff and I'm not disrespecting none of that. That's the Bible. But more than it being a scary book, it's the revelation of Jesus. So you should see Jesus, not dragons. You should see dragons defeated. But you should see a lion. You should see a lamb. You should see his church. Revelations is not a scary book. It's actually a beautiful book. It's the revelation of Jesus. The Father is the one who sets the fixed dates and the times of their fulfillment. You're not even permitted to know the timing. Timing is different than time. He didn't say you're not permitted to know the time. He said you're not even to know around what time. There's no time. There's no timing for this. You can't. You 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 can't set. You can't time it. You just gotta be ready. And you got to be okay waiting for somebody fully dressed on the front porch for two hours. Right? In real time, that would suck. I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> but when you're waiting for Jesus, he says, this is what you do while you wait. You put on your garment of praise. <laughs> you feed my sheep. You preach the good news. You testify. (laughs) You ready? You testify more of what he's done than he's coming. I hear more he's coming than he's good. I'm preaching to you a little tired 1230 people. He's good. My testimony, has God been good to anybody? Like two people... It was in the back, it was, I was in the back a little bit ago. I'm gonna brag a little bit, I'm gonna brag a little bit. I don't know if it's bragging, but I'm bragging. And I was in the back, I was like, man, what am I gonna, how am I gonna answer these pastors one day when they start rushing our church saying, what's the secret sauce? Some of y'all got that, some of y'all got that. That's, where I, that's how I think. And I'm like, number one, we should be a place that's always celebrating. (laughs) We underestimate celebration. Just think of what happens when you make your mind up to celebrate. Think of how much energy you create. You could be sick, but if you had a planned birthday party, you feel good enough to plan that party. Oh, but when you gotta come to church and don't feel good, you, 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 you don't have the strength to get well. But when Monday comes, you got the strength to go get to work and get that money, you slave. Right. Hallelujah. So, celebration. Now he says, it is not your business, only God knows. He says, but, say but. You shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might. 
when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. So he says, instead of being concerned with when I'm returning, you should be concerned about being a witness. Can I get a witness? Okay, I got 10, 15, amen. You, there's all, you can't be spirit-filled and bored. Right? When I'm, when I'm holding someone accountable, when I'm making a disciple, do you know how mad hell is? You know how mad the devil, the same devil that had me in jail, that had me on drugs, that had me drunk, that had me sleeping around, that had me insecure, that had me with an inferiority complex, that same devil that had me bound. Do you know how frustrating it is? Now he can't get me down. Like I'm up off the mat. He had me down in a chokehold. You know what I mean? You know how frustrating, you know how deflating it is for a wrestler or a UFC fighter to have someone down on the ground in a chokehold or whatever y'all be doing and then they losing their breath and you just like, man, this sucker won't die. And then all of a sudden when you think he dead, he just start, and then he gets untangled, he gets the python from around him. And then he begins to stand up. And from the, from the moment he got untangled for the next 60 years, 70 years, he's just snatching people out of the grips of hell. You know how deflating that is? When you had someone in a chokehold and now they're going in schools getting young people on fire. When you had somebody in a chokehold and they're just going to, now they're in a basketball league and they're witnessing and they're getting influencers in the church just purely off of witnessing through playing ball well. What? Do you know how frustrated hell is when you win souls? The whole point of the devil trying to kill you was so you can't pass on what's in you. Right. <laughs> But he had me down. I don't know about you guys. Some of y'all may love being bound. I hate it. Wait, I hated being bound once I figured out I was bound. So I get it. Some of you don't think you're bound. You think you're strong. Amen. But now I'm up off my feet. Now I'm out the chokehold. And just relentless. We hear yesterday, six, seven hours straight. 9 a.m. meeting with some with, with, with our clergy, 11 a.m. meeting with our directors, 1 p.m. with our lovers, our, other, our volunteer leaders, 4 p.m. rehearsal with our worship team, and 8 p.m. meeting with two men who are going to be helping and overlaunch our men's ministry. And then get right back up. And come out here and gladly preach three messages with a okay voice. Strong, sir. Strong. See, but but listen. Here's the thing. You see, did you see that miracle that just happened? I sow faith in you, and so when I need it, you give it back. Are you so? What are you sowing into people? See, it's very dangerous when all you do is share fearful stories. Because people give you fearful stories back. You notice, do you notice whatever you share the most, the algorithm begins to feed it yeah. back to you? Yeah. 
I'm gonna say that one more time. Whatever you post the most, whatever you stay looking at longest, the algorithm feeds it back to you. Amen. So because I share the word a lot, what pops up on my algorithm a lot is the word. Right, inspiration pops. Right, if you if you share and look at a lot of booty, guess what's gonna pop up on your algorithm? You can't run from booty if you sow booty. Right, booty produce produce what? Booty, amen. <laughs> Say preach, pastor. Hey, that'll be some good content if we got that. That'll be some good on content. Amen. All right. <laughs> so I'm going I'm to I'm I'm go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. The other promise is that in the last days, when all this darkness is happening, the Spirit of God will be poured out upon all mankind. I like this because in our Christian mind, we believe that that scripture says, even though it says that, we believe that this scripture says all sons and daughters. We believe this scripture says all Christians. But this scripture says that the spirit of God will be poured upon all mankind. And all mankind won't prophesy. All mankind won't seek kingdom vision. All mankind won't have, all, all mankind aren't the ones that will get divine dreams. But all mankind, the spirit of God will be poured out on them. But unless they receive Jesus, the gifts won't be activated. So everybody, it is our job to not only win people into the kingdom, but get people filled with the spirit of God. He's available to empower you in the last days. God is not into helping people that will not take his help to go help people. What do you want help for? What do you want healing for? What do you want sobriety for? What do you want heaven to intervene for? What do you want healing for? What do you want a healthy body for to sit around and go to work? What do you want to look good for? What do you want that top of the line makeup for? What do you want that bad body for? What? Don't waste it. It's yours. Don't waste it. Let's get to some new material. Read these. Soul winning loosens the grips of hell off of a city. For those that may, may, may not, now you can't tell me you go down these alleyways, you, you go down these tastings, you go into many places, and some of you in here, you can't tell me hell ain't real. You can't tell me. I used to lie. I used to steal. Is that God? Right. So then, what's the other side of it then, that I have integrity? Right, if you've ever done heavy drugs or any drugs, how do you go from addiction, how do you go from murdering Christians 
to writing most of the New Testament. You can't tell me murder is not evil. But how did God save a murderer and then turn him around to steal souls from hell? You are deceiving yourself if you don't think there's a hell and a heaven. Take away how religion has sold you hell, okay? Take away all of that. Take, take away, just like uh, the dog, the bark ain't the dog. A dog is a dog without a bark. So let's say there's no fire. Ah, there's no fire. But just imagine this world. So imagine this world with no churches in it no prayer, no forgiveness, imagine it. So all God is saying in its simplest form, there's a day coming where I will divide good and evil. And some people who choose to reject will live in this evil realm forever. And those that receive eternal life, which is God, will walk with me forever. So you can't deny there's not good and evil. But then where does good and evil come from? Why we make this so hard? Where does it come from? It has to have a Lord. It has to have a master. You got a boss. Your cell phone has a what? Has a tower. You ain't just walking around here with and then that tower is getting a signal from somewhere higher than that. So you just think evil is just evil? You don't understand the spiritual warfare that is happening? You don't understand how you go from East Hastings to Gastown? You can go from wealth to heroin? You don't see the evil? Well, if you see the evil, then promise you, there's another side to it. And you get to choose. <laughs> but that's your own risk you take. Soul winners draw lines in the sand. Soul winners draw lines in the sand. Soul winners fight for sinners, not against sinners. Hmm. And that's why the religious folks hated Jesus. Because they couldn't understand how he could be so confident. So how he could be not threatened by sinners. So they're like, how he's sitting down, he must be messing with mama over there. He ain't even supposed to be with them Samaritans. He must, Jesus over there doing miracles. He over there doing more miracles. Right? He can't be holy and be around contamination. It's not possible. You can't love a prostitute and love God. No, you can't save a murderer. They should go to hell. How's somebody going to be on crack and make it to heaven? Well, how did you get to heaven? With your addiction to whatever. 
Darkness is darkness. I don't care what shades we are. If we close all these bay doors and turn all these lights off, all of us gonna be dark skinned. <laughs> all of us gonna be dark. All of us gonna get some melanin, some melatonin. <laughs> That's what I need later. Some melatonin. Amen. I really need to go record an album with this voice right now. So winners draw lines in the sand. Whoso you contending for? You too busy? Please. Man, I, 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 Elder John, man, Elder John, hold this. Elder John, I've had so many people come to me. I got somebody, came somebody this morning, tell somebody this morning came up to me and said, man, I got two more of my friends coming. This is a, this is a real bucket list. Right, this is a real, this is a real bucket list. All this paper, every last one, got five people's names on it that we're believing to come home. And I know there's some disobedient people that wrote 10 people on a piece of paper. That's okay. And when all these names come in, we gonna make it rain. Cause they coming, they coming. Come on, just stretch your hand towards Elder John. Come up here. Church ain't over, okay? Elder John, can you, can you get Elder John a mic? I want you to stretch your hand and open your mouth and begin to intercede. This bucket represents sons and daughters coming home. People, addiction being broken off of people's lives Good in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that the people represented in this bucket, they come to themselves. Yeah. Like the prodigal son came to himself. They come to themselves, guarded by the, um, the identity that you put in them before they were broken, before they were bound, before they were destroyed. The identity born out of love, made in your image and made in your likeness. We declare right now, you come home. We call come on, for you. Spray. We hiss for you from the north, south, east, and west. west. We tell you, come on home and take your seat. There's a seat for you at Father's table. There's a seat for you in Father's house. We declare you free from everything that would bind you, blind you, keep you, hold you back from entering into the joy of the Lord and the fullness of God's call on your life. We say, come on home come now home. in now. Jesus' name. Come home to call. Come home to love. Come, come home to freedom. Come home to wholeness. Come home to joy. Come home to soul winning. Come home to restoration. Come home to, to, to revelation. Come home to kingdom in the name of Jesus. And as you come home, bring other people with you. Bring those that were bound with you to, to the town you get freedom in. Come on now in Jesus' name. There's work for you to do and love for you to receive. We declare it so. Our faith is added to the faith we released before. And we thank you that you're going from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from grace to grace, from level to level, from to realm. You're going to shake this nation. You're going to shake this city. You're going to shake this province. And the world will hear about the glory and the love of God because of your testimony of what he's done for you. Like that woman at the well who, who evangelized ten cities. You'll evangelize ten provinces and ten nations and ten realms in Jesus' name.
Come on, somebody. Give God some praise. Come on. Take it back by force. Sons and daughters are coming home. This is a soul-winning house. You want to see signs and wonders follow you? Be a soul winner. Soul winners draw lines in the sand. John 1 says, just in case, and the light shines on in. I kind of like that. Shines on in the darkness. For the darkness has never overpowered the light. Put it out or absorbed it or appropriated it and is unreceptive to it. When your light shines, you are an unstoppable force. Okay, I'm, I, I want to help somebody. When your light shines, not when your depression shines, not when your anxious thoughts shine, not when your complaining shines, not when you magnify the work of the enemy, not when your messiness shines, your gossip shines, not when your anger shines, but when your light shines, you are unstoppable. Let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning. Now, I understand some people like bland, bland food. I don't. But you are to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors in people's life. Yeah, yes. Can I help anybody in here? So this is why there's an attack on charisma. See, they mad you not Mrs. Dash. That's saltless seasoning. That's a form of seasoning, but denying the true power of saltiness. Right? Like, so you mad because we stepping out here with the fruity pebbles on. <laughs> Absolutely. But you don't understand for those that aren't into the culture of fashion. These are fruity pebbles. It doesn't matter to a lot of people. But this is one of, if not the first, dunk which is the brand that collaborated with another brand and allowed another brand to be on its shoe. Yeah. So this is a LeBron James version of a dunk. The king is on my heels. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? You feel me? Right? And then the shoe is called the Fruity Pebble. It says Fruity Pebbles. The shoestring got Fruity Pebbles on it. They're bright and they're fun. Right? So you see, when I'm talking to people in passing, they like, Pastor T, the kicks. 
Now, just I'm being very practical. Some will say carnal. Some would say intentional. Right? Okay. So we gonna wear the black, the red too. Although it's hot, we gonna wear the red too. To pop from the red on the pop. You know what I'm saying? So then, people that appreciates intentionality, we have a conversation. So then that opens the door for me to shake it like a salt shaker. (laughs) They don't know. (laughs) I am preaching right now. I'm trying to tell you. So, come here real quick, right? Come over here, right? Listen, this young man right here, now if I'm in the fashion world, what world is he in? You can see, right? He into fitness. So if I'm somebody into fitness, I might run into this brother and be like, well, some people gonna, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not gonna be that part. I'm gonna say, this brother knows something. Like if I need to know where some creatine, to get some creatine. Hey, brother, where the best creatine you get? Right? Right? Bone broth. Right? So, 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 you, but this is what God has called us to, to be a display. And these, because we're fishers of men, we're all kinds of bait. So he is, in an unperverted way, bait for fitness world. So, so, so you can't be, we about to read. He has to be intentional and not care about what you think, but he has to remain unperverted. Because what perversion says is I don't trust God to bring me the fruit. Perversion is always manipulation. So what you can't do is allow the enemy to pervert your gift. You can't conform to the industry way. You have to tear off and show the industry that you can get the same results with integrity, honor, and class. Because there is somebody in this circle that's doing it because they feel that's the only way. So what we show people is there's another way that don't compromise your health, it don't compromise your integrity, it don't compromise your image. That's what we do. Thank you. That's what we do. But not often are people willing to tear off because the way they do it, you build faster. It takes time over here. But remember over here, the goal is wholeness and longevity. Not a big old neck and big old pecs and veins popping everywhere. I'm walking like this with some creatine in the, in the gym. <laughs> neck. <laughs> some of these people, amen. 
That's not the goal. You're not going to be healthy, brother, later. You're not going to be healthy. So you can wear that G-string, brother. So you can poke your leg out for a Saturday. I'm telling you, don't, 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 don't post no pictures and no G-strings, I'm telling you. I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it hell on you. <laughs> you better be the first one to show up in a competition with boxers on. <laughs> right? Why my legs stuck like <laughs> Right? But after all, like after all those years, all of that changes. And the scary part, you chasing that because you feel your body deteriorating naturally. And now you spend the second half of your life trying to pick up what then started sagging now. So now, you get what I'm saying? To be salt seasoning, how will people taste godliness if you lose your saltiness? So if I just wake up one day and just like, no, you know what? I'm just going, I don't want no one to see me. Not wearing no suit, not being intentional to my colors, I'm going to go the furthest thing away from drawing attention to myself. You're going to give an account for that false humility. And no one's saying dress like others, but do you well. Like if you just like all black and t-shirts and boots, just do t-shirts and boots well. Right? Everyone's called, some people called to the trucker community. Do trucker well. You can't wear this to the trucker yard. <laughs> Truckers gonna look at you, what you doing brother? No, you're gonna have to get you some dirty shoes and you're gonna have to be a trucker and you're gonna have to squeeze your hat He said, if you lose your taste, your saltiness, how will you, how will people taste godliness? You ever, you, you ever taste something one time, you like, you like, let me get one more of them. I don't quite get it yet, but I'm, let me get one more. That's I'm. That's that when you, when you ain't got no teeth no more, you start eating, eating like that, right? Because you're trying to get it. So listen, you got to be consistent. I can't just be popping one day and then let somebody talk me out of popping. And that's the problem. The enemy always going to send somebody to try and get you, talk you down off of your saltiness because he see 10 people behind the hater that's attracted to your saltiness. Man, find your style, find what you do well, and do it well. Right? If you got one pair of jeans, let me help you. One day, you can roll them up. One day, so buy them a little longer. You can cut the ends, and wear them long and they just flap over in the back. Yeah. Some days, you can crease them. Iron some creases in them. Another day, iron the creases out. Another day, 
after about a few months, rip something in it. Just one jeans, man, work them jeans. Don't give up. <laughs> now that's just fashion. If you don't care about fashion, cool. Maybe you care about knitting. I don't know what your thing is, but everyone has a thing. Maybe it's dogs, right? Everyone, that's why when we get the space, our church is gonna have a dog ministry. Absolutely. Right, for what? Some people leave church because they gotta go get they what? Dogs, you got polo dogs in the car. We up in here before the Lord and they just. <laughs> no, dogs worship. So we're going to have a ministry where we can have a yard and we can have a place for people to come. Like you check your kids in, you're going to check your dog in. And we good. It's coming. Some people would come to church all the time if they didn't have a dog. But, but isn't that like genius? We're fishing. Dogs is a nation. Who let the right you don't have? Right? All right, let's finish, let's finish. He says, if you lose your saltiness, you've lost your usefulness. You know, hey women, ain't nothing worse than a useless what? You said it, you said it. She said, man. She said it. <laughs> Or if you got kids while you cleaning up and they just sitting around. Useless is not good. Oh, you know what, get on my nerves. When I'm standing in line somewhere and the cashier can use some help. But the, but the help on a lunch break. I'm like, can you help? I'm sorry, I'm on my lunch break. Let me hit your sandwich out your hand. <laughs> Not no more. You ain't on no lunch break. <laughs> You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. There comes a day where if you're not going to use what God gave you for God, you will become effective in the wrong arena. What did, what did J. Cole said? He said, man, it's something like, it's nothing wrong, it's nothing worse. Ah, ah, man. It's like doing the wrong, it's like doing, the, I'm not going to even spend time, it's a lyric he says that's, that's amazing, but it's like when you think you're doing the right thing, Going the wrong way, you're getting the wrong pats on the back. And it's nothing worse than being affirmed by people that's cheering you on the wrong way. Stop running from people that causes you to check yourself. 
This is why I love a church like this. Because I'd much rather go to a church where probably at least once a week if I'm dibbling and dabbling in the wrong stuff, I'm going to hear something nine times out of ten that's going to check me. But there's a lot of churches you can go to where all you're going to get is Jesus stories. Which I'm not saying that's wrong. But I do believe that Jesus cares about what we're going through today. And if we give Jesus history without presenting Jesus today, then we will have a lost generation and we will give account to it. He cares about everything. He sees everything. You're not hiding. I'll close with this. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light. Bringing out the God colors in the world. So you're supposed to bring out flavor. You're supposed to bring out color. You're supposed to bring out laughter and joy. You're supposed to bring out the positive sides of things. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. As public as a city on a hill. If you ride or if you're anywhere in the region, the, the lower mainland, you can see New West or Burnaby sitting up on the hill at nighttime. It's beautiful. He says as public as a city on a hill, meaning as bad as you want to hide, you can't be hid. So you can go on and try and put your gifts behind the TV. Pastor won't see them. Yep, last church they didn't see them. You can hide. But no, I know you can sing. I'm just giving you a little while to just sit and sit in the chairs. But I know you can sing. I know you play that instrument. And God has need of it. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under, you think I'm going to hide you under a bucket? I made you light bearers. I'm putting you on a light stand. Now, that I've put you there on a hilltop, hilltop, on a light stand, all you need to do is shine. Wherever you are, shine. If you work at a grocery store, man, it's some great help at grocery stores. I love the people with energy. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm sorry to bother you. No, you're not bothering me. I got all day. This is why I'm here. I hate the people who getting paid for customer service. What kind of attitude? You got to do what you getting paid for. (laughs) No, don't point. Walk me to the deodorant. Talk to me. And you can tell when they love it. They'll show you and they'll talk to you on the way. Hey, how you doing? Where you going, buddy? I like those fruity pebbles. I like those. Where you get those from, brother? Wow. Right? 
I love the overture. They'll walk away and then pop it. Hey, I'm here if you need me. <laughs> right, let it shine. Right, some of you guys, I see great senses of humor and you're just so deep. Man, man don't let Othniel fool you. He got a beautiful smile. He got a great sense of humor, but Othniel will walk around on you like this. <laughs> out the camera just like what's up PT <laughs> come on off Neil loosen up you know what I'm saying you can't you can't be attractive and creepy you can't do that. You can't just be riding around here like, no, hi, how you doing? No. No, you gotta be, let your light shine. Let them see you coming. Right? I don't like people creeping up on me. Right? Let them, let them see you coming. And if they clench their purse, so what? If they got an attitude back, so what? If you open the door... Well, next time I'm going to let it close on you. No, no, no. Just sarcastically say, have a wonderful day. Right? Sometimes sarcasm guards your heart. Right? Whatever. Let your light shine. And some of you have allowed, uh, can I say this? I'm so sorry. Some of you have allowed some of the British Columbia culture to cause you to just dim your light. And that's why you want to move to LA because everybody's shining, it seems. That's why you want to go somewhere else in the States because it looked like they're shining. I've been fought that off. If God called me to Canada, I'm gonna shine even if it get on people's nerves. And I get it, but I'm alive. I have something to offer and I don't want to lose my ability to impact people. Find your pond, find your lake, find your groove, but every person here is called to impact somebody. You cannot run from pouring and bringing joy to people. The moment you receive Jesus or the moment you receive the light of this world, he came into your soul, let him out of jail. Let him out of jail. You receive the light. Don't spend all that money on them LED lights that you can control with your phone and never turn them on. Let it shine. I'll leave you with this thought. We're not held back by what we don't have, but we're held back by what we don't use. Yeah, this is a good one. 
These, these three slides is good slides to take a picture or write it down. You are not held back by what you don't have. So stop thinking it's because you're not there or because you're not here or because they won't see you or because people overlook it. Being overlooked can never stop God's plan. All you need is one person to see. You are where you are because of what you don't use. What we do with our love will become the conversations we have with God. All God wants to talk about is how you loved his people. You're not going to show up with no fashion. I'm not going to show up with no fruity pebbles. God don't care nothing about no fruity pebbles if fruity pebble is not used for his fruity. What we do with our love will become the conversations we have with God. Our lives, and I'm going to pick up here tonight, should be a living display. What is this right here? Talk to me. What is this? How did you know? Everybody knows that that's a statue of liberty. It's an it's a iconic display. We are to be a statue of freedom. Not a statue of limitations. You should be an example of taking the limits off. What it looks like to be free. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your freedom. Thank you for your salvation. Worship team, you can come up. Lord, we bless your name and we honor you. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, really quickly, I think this will take us about 10 minutes. Every second Sunday, we will partake in communion. Um, and for those that um, know that communion is, and you guys can hand it out really quickly. Um, it's just a moment where we pause and recognize that, um, for one, what our Savior did for us. He died for us, and he rose for us. That's nothing that scientists can and will deny. Jesus walked this earth. Jesus performed the miracles he did. Jesus died, and Jesus rose. And what we're simply saying today, those who faith is in Jesus, what we're simply saying today is, Lord, we remember your sacrifice and we need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. I can truly say, I can't explain it to everyone, 
but I could truly say what salvation looks, feels like a little bit. How many people ever have felt condemnation before? You felt shame before. There's something about when you walk in the revelation and fullness of your salvation that guilt and shame and condemnation can't hold you down anymore. And there's things that used to bind me and hold me back in thoughts and emotions and feelings. But man, when I began to walk in the freedom and the revelation of that freedom, the living God within me, the Holy Spirit witnesses within me the life of Christ. And so now I have become a vessel that can feel the Father's heart for those he loves. Right, you become a vessel that literally carry around. Now here's it, no one in here would argue that you can channel certain spirits. Actors do it all the time when they take on a character. People do it when they're devil worshiping or when they're doing, you know, certain, um, say, dipping and dabbing in super, the depths of yoga or kundalini spirit. They'll, like these things that are out there in the world, we channel. We try to go on the mountaintop and channel peace in. We come back into the city and it gets snatched. Right? We have people in this room that have not just dipped and dabbed, but been in new age, that have tried Muslim, that have read plenty books, that have opened their vessels up, and they've experienced deliverance. So in the same way an actor can receive a character, for me and you, what the Holy Spirit does is bring the true and living God, Jesus Christ, into our hearts. So you can't possibly say that it can be done for an actor, but it cannot be done for Jesus. The difference is, is every actor you can channel can and will or have died. Think about Jesus is you carry his death, but you carry his resurrection. And so I actually have a living character, a living person. And because he's pure, it's the Holy Spirit. Not Muhammad's spirit who have sin, who didn't conquer the grave. But it's the Holy Spirit that's within me. And he has cleansed me from the consequences of all my sins. And as I renew my mind daily, I partake in the power of his blood and his presence and we begin to kill my sin nature that has a grip so you can be saved and still be a sin, like sin because your sin nature, you have not killed it. And so what renewing your mind is and what the sanctification process is and the regeneration, regen, I was going to say gentrification, help me somebody, Re 
that. It is you becoming born again. It is that by faith you're born again, but every day I wake up, every opportunity I have to love and forgive and take on the fruit and the character of Jesus, I'm becoming more and more back to how he originally made us via Adam. And I began to carry his image and his likeness. Jesus is real. And that's the cool thing is because he's made it tangible enough for me to tell you my experience and here's evidence. But he's also made it um, strange or distant enough that requires your faith. So all I can do is with passion tell you, man, I swear he is, he's real, he's good. If you know me, I'm not, I don't just fall for anything. I'm not some manipulated dude. Like you're not about to just get me talking in tongues. Like that's not what I do. But that's what I do. My wife saying she was an adult conversion. She used to tease Christians. Talk about the church. So what I see when I met her, I've seen what he's done. I've seen my mom, a fighter, getting kicked out of every school she went to. My mom was hard. She was tough. I seen it. I seen Uncle Willie, who was addicted to crack cocaine. I was a little boy. I used to go to the back and look. He was in the first service. And I used to look at him because he was going all night. And he'll come home and go to sleep on the cot in the back of the house that my grandma gave him. And I would go see if he made it home. And then I'd go to school. And then now Uncle Willie, sitting here married, sober job, prayer warrior. Like, I, I, can't, I can't, like, I'm sorry if you need, like, if, if, if I'm not evidence, if they're not evidence, if Uncle Willie getting, if you was here about a month or so ago when Kyle, who was walking down East Hastings, he used to come to our church all the time with 10 blankets on, pants down, high off of heroin and Oxycontin and all kind of stuff. And then he walks in here, hair cleaned up, shirt tucked in. Like, like I can't, like if that ain't evidence, ain't, you will never find evidence. If, if somebody who lost their mind get it back, if that ain't evidence, good luck. If you think a man had that great ability to save his own life, man, good luck. Hopefully I see you somewhere. But I'm trying to tell you, Jesus is real. I know the Lord is real to me. Old school gospel song, she don't know it. So, Father, did you get your, you got your juice, you got your juice? I'll, I'll do, I'll, I'll do one. That's me. I already took communion, but you know what I'm saying? Back in the day, I used to take, let me get another one. <laughs> yes. Father, we thank you. We remember you. Jesus, thank you for your obedience. When you could have allowed us 
to carry the results of our sin. You bore our sin up on that cross and we say thank you. That we are free from shame and guilt and condemnation. Lord, you're worthy. And we just pause today and say we need a savior. But I no longer need, I found. And I thank you because of your shed blood. That in you, we are free. You have bequeathed us. You have taken our place. And today we acknowledge that no one else can take our place but you. And so Lord, we say thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for seeing us. And thank you, Father, for being a father that will give his only begotten son. Thank you for restoring us and making a way back. And so we say thank you, Lord. We're going to eat first, but repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice because of your body and because of the stripes and because of the wounds. I am healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet, inside and out. I am free from sickness and death in Jesus' name. You may eat. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Many people don't know, but many people do. But if you ever heard of the cat of nine tails, what Jesus was beat with was not a belt. These are leather strips with glass and pebbles on them and claws on them. And so when that went into his skin, they had to pull that out. Someone who didn't do anything. Just think of when you see somebody on the street experiencing domestic violence and just getting beat with a fist. There was someone who walked this earth because of your sin took the worst beating any human should take. How do you know? By faith. By scripture, I choose to believe. And I do know that I am such a filthy man that I need someone who is not filthy to take my place. And because of a loving father, he provided his only begotten son. Scientists, no one denies that Jesus, but we want to argue, oh, he's not the only way. And that's fine but you can't deny his story. So I'm gonna hang my life on his story and he's gonna be my God and he's gonna be my way and he's gonna be my truth and he's gonna be my life. I'll gamble with Jesus because he's the only one that got up. He's the only one that has endured. So my gamble is gonna be, I'm gonna roll the dice with Jesus. I'm gonna bet on Jesus. And you're right. 
It could not be Jesus. Yep, you could not make it across the sea when you hop on that plane, but you believe you will. There's a whole lot of stuff that you gamble with. Just don't do it with your soul. Thank you, Jesus. And what we hold in our hands last represents the blood of Jesus. Sorry to disappoint those that wish we had some Merlot or some Sauvignon Blanc. But we don't have wine in here. We're trying to help people get free from alcohol. So we don't even want them to taste it. Grape juice is good. But as we pray to Jehovah Makedesh, the Lord that sanctifies, and he takes this juice from its common use and that we use it for its holy purposes. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus, thank you for your love that you poured out for me. Because of your blood, I am the redeemed of the Lord. No one can take that from me. I believe I receive. Now, this is how we gonna do this. Gotta get your pinky right though. Some of y'all ain't never been to the club. But if anybody has a right to cheers, to celebrate, is us. I remember I used to have tequila and I was cheers into death. Ah, come on, boy! <laughs> y'all get a glimpse, y'all get a glimpse. That's all you're gonna get. But I'm redeemed, Troy. I'm healthy, man. I'm sober, I'm free. I'm healed, my kids is doing good. My wife is doing good. The church is doing good. So in Jesus' name, cheers three people and say, we alive, let's do this. We alive, let's do this. We alive, let's do this. You may drink. We alive, let's do this. Let's do this. Amen. Stand to your feet. Uh, no, we don't need no announcements. Uh, say, say Christmas, Christmas and New Year's Eve. So for Christmas, you know Love Quest got a lot of talent here, and we are going to have our Christmas production here December 16th? 17th and 18th. Okay, that's the week before Christmas. And then we're doing a little something on Christmas. So we will be a church who has a service on Christmas. It falls on Sunday, and that's what Christmas is supposed to be about. And then New Year's Day falls on a Sunday. But for those that know Love Quest, we always do a turned up 
New Year's Eve celebration. We dress up, we got nice little carpet, we do photos, we do a little concert, we release a new word, whatever the word is gonna be for the new year. And uh, it's always turned up. We bring in the new year here. Amen. Yeah, we bring in the new year here. We can stay here as long as we want to. Yeah. So, so, uh, but the Sunday, the day after New Year's Eve, we will only have one service and that will be 5.30 because we're going to be sleeping on Sunday. Okay. And so, um, amen. Uh, I really need you guys to pray. Um, we are so close, so close, so close to our building permit. So close, so close. Pray for me, my patience, and my strength as I deal with this. Pray for our church as we come up on having to raise a lot of money. Um, where's the money we've raised so far? It's been doing a lot. It's been doing a lot. We've been renovating a lot. Wait till you see the studio over there. The studio is super dope. Um, it's been doing a lot. It's been doing a lot. And by the time the architects and plumbing engineers and all those, it's a lot. But for those that don't know, our worship center is next door. It's this building next door. So we will have next door here and there. What you're standing in is our youth center. Um, this will be our youth center. And next door will be our multimedia center where our music studio, um, stuff for podcasts, video, um, yeah, all kind of media stuff. And so we need this building permit so we can start working on our building. Um, so keep that in your prayers, please. We've done everything that we can do. Now we're just waiting for the submission of our tire package by our architect, as well as hearing back from the city. All right? Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Go get some rest. And I'll see you back at 530. For those that I'll see you back, such a cute dog. Amen. We are out of time. But we're not out of Jesus. Until next time, get your love fixed, man. Have a wonderful Listen, thank you so much for joining us for this week's podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe on all of your favorite streaming platforms and follow us on social media. You can find us on IG and Facebook at LoveQuestINTL Church. We out here. But you know what it is. You know the motto. We out of time, but we ain't out of Jesus. So till next time, Get your love fixed, man.